Welcome to Beneath It All with your host Suzanne Gillies, joined by Carmen Backus. For those who don't know who she is, she's on the women's basketball team here, my teammate, who has dealt with injuries the last few years, um, specifically with her knee, but she's persevered, remained hopeful, and, and got through it all, and is still getting through it. Carmen Backus, thank you for joining in with me today. Sue, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yes, this is awesome. So the first kind of question I want to ask you is, when did you start dealing with injuries? When was your serious injury? Yeah, so a little background. Um, my injuries, like history, started sophomore year of high school, and I was great until up until that point. Um, kind of felt like invincible towards injury. I was like, oh, it happens to other people, but no, it's not going to happen to me. Um, and I ended up having a lot of pain in my back during my high school basketball season and found out that I had fractured my L5, which is a vertebrae in my low back. Um, and so that was my first experience of being like, something's broken, I can't play anymore. Hmm. Um, I wore this big plastic back brace for two months. Okay. Um, I named it Agatha because it was extremely ugly and uncomfortable. <laughs> nice, but nice. slept in it, wore it all the time, wore it to school. It like that was my first experience of like being taken out of my this is sophomore year, sophomore year high school, and then junior year of high school. Same amount of games in. Um, I went up for a rebound and I landed on a girl's foot and my knee popped inward and I heard a pop, I felt it go and my ACL was out and I knew it like as soon as it okay. happened. So you said that the same, so you tore, you, you, you hurt your back the, the year Eight games before. into my sophomore year and then okay. eight games into my junior wow. year. Do you feel like there's a correlation? Um... I, I don't know. It's really interesting that that happened. And, like, I ended up having an MRI, like, like a whole year to the same day later. Like, it, it just seemed like a repeated pattern. So I think it added to my frustration. Wow. I, I've never had anybody deal with that. Like, the same amount of games. Mm -hmm. Like, holy crap. Yeah. How was that on your mental mental health? You um. I think I knew that I had been there before and that I had come back from it, but I, I think I knew that ACL was going to be a lot harder, and it definitely was, it was a grieving period because I lost basketball, and basketball was one of the things that brought me joy, um, yes. made me feel comfortable in my skin, and uh, the ACL, I missed my last year of AAU, and as you know, AAU is where you get recruited, AAU is where it happens, this was going to be it, I had played up for two years before, this was going to be when I was going to play with my age group, mm. Um, and it was like my time to shine. I was feeling so good and I wasn't able to play at all. So it just really shifted my plans yeah. um, in that way. Yes. I, I can feel your pain. My heart is aching as we're talking about this right now. Like, for, like you say, every kid's dream or aspirations to play AU ball and play co collegiate ball, mm -hmm. you know, and going through injuries like that is, is something that I, that's hard, you know. Um, for those that do not know what AU is, it's summer ball that you play, traveling basketball, where a lot of kids get recruited. And that's a time where people are really stepping their game up and they're really getting offers. So throughout that time, did you have any offers? Yeah. Or did you get any Thankfully, and this is where, like, along the, the path of looking back on my injuries, um, you have to look for the positive. You and, gotcha. like, you have to see the little things that um, just situations in life give you. And so... 
Um, thankfully, I was able to play up on the top age group for okay. two years before that. So I had played in front of all those coaches. I had had that experience. Granted, I was younger than everyone else, but like I didn't miss out on that experience altogether. So mm. yeah, I had like I felt good about where I was recruiting wise, and that's when I committed to Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. What are your other what other offers did you have before committing um, to Wisconsin? My top three was were Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Princeton. Okay. And it definitely came down between Princeton and Wisconsin, but mm. I just felt like the Big Ten has a higher potential for competition yes. in the basketball arena. Because what uh, conference is Princeton in? Princeton's in the Ivy League. Mm. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Wow. So, um, academically, obviously, that would have been, like, it's the number one school in the country. But um, for me, just the location of Wisconsin and what it had to offer athletically mm -hmm. um, kind of turned the tables. Yeah. And for those that don't know, you're also nature. You love nature. You love <laughs> birds. Yes. So the Midwest. Was, yeah. I love the Midwest. Yeah. So let's, let's gear towards that a little bit. So how has that, like, helped you? Having other hobbies yeah. help you throughout this stage um, of I think one thing about being injured and I ended up having two more knee surgeries after my ACL so Crazy. I'm still injured now um, but I think throughout this I've learned that my identity isn't a basketball player Correct. nor should it ever have been you, you have to be, as athletes, you have to be people first. Um, and so I've been able to just, like, value myself as yeah. a person first and, like, what I can get from the world that's not through sports. So, like, the joy of and the peace that comes from being in nature yeah. and... I love to paint. That's very calming for me. Yes. Just these other things that can like center and ground me when I feel like overwhelmed by my injury or school. Um, but I think the main the main thing that athletes usually struggle with is identity when you're injured. Um, right. Who am I? Especially being mm. at a huge school like this where athletes are put on a platform and mm. your the gear you wear identifies you as an athlete the people you hang out with identifies you as an athlete so my whole world is surrounded by that like in one in one sense I am and in another sense I'm not because I'm not participating mm -hmm. um so like how I think I've tried to sort that out and just value myself for who I am and like <laughs> by being a person what can I contribute to this basketball program even though I'm not on the court I think one thing that you brought up is that you're more than just an athlete. Not a lot of people think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're more than just our sport. But I think growing up to an upbringing has a huge effect. You're you're seen as this this big star. Mm -hmm. But you, like you say, you're more than just a women's basketball player. You love other things too, and I'm happy that you found a balance between that. You know, that's not easy. I feel like for me, it took me a while to really like find that balance and mm -hmm. figure out like what, how am I more than just a women's basketball player? Because yeah. I feel like like growing up, I was so in tune on just the game. Yeah. But I'm like, I am more than that. Exactly. And that's awesome. Not everybody figured that out mm -hmm. at like, this stage of life. For you, your podcast, that's on a whole different avenue, but it's something you're equally as passionate about, yeah. and it's just wonderful to explore that. And I think some... Um, misunderstandings sometimes when you hear like basketball isn't everything or you're more than an athlete that doesn't mean that you don't put your heart and soul into basketball right right like I think there's a way for you to sell out be completely committed put your mm. heart and soul into something but not be single-minded because yes. you can do that in many different facets but it doesn't mean that you put 50% of your effort it just means that you diversify what you're putting your effort into that's a diversify 
Spotify is、mm -hmm. a great term to use. You have to diversify your portfolio as well. You can't put your eggs in one、mm -hmm. basket because, like you were saying, it gets ripped right from it, under you. There you go, and you never know what happened. Life is very ambiguous. Like you、mm -hmm. said, injuries might happen. Just you never really know, you know. So that's important that we're both finding balances as college students. And I hope、exactly. that those who are going to listen to my podcast find balances as well. Find things that they, you know,、mm -hmm. love, not just the sport that they're、yeah. playing in,、yeah. because your your identity doesn't lie in that sport. So、mm -hmm. that's important that we're helping people find that. And、um, so I guess what's the, what's the biggest advice you'll give to individuals that have or are still dealing with injuries? Um, I think one thing that I didn't necessarily understand until I'm three years into the injury process is physical injuries, especially around sports, are also mental injuries.、Mm. Um, Good way to twist it up like that. Because when your body is used to getting these endorphins from working out, and you're just at this constant, that's like your fuel. You're、mm -hmm. so used to that, and then that gets taken away. Your mood's gonna change. Like、mm -hmm. the hormone levels of your body changes when you don't get those endorphins from exercise. Yeah.、Um, and then your your involvement in your team changes. You become more isolated. It's it it really shifts your whole、um, mind as well as your body. And so I think, I mean, I would almost put when you're injured. Priority number one is to take care of your mind and give yourself a healthy mind. And、mm. I've fallen into the trap of hopelessness at times and、um, feeling feeling like I'm in despair and like that I won't ever be able to recover. And that just works against you. So I think more recently I've thankfully been able to shift into a more hopeful attitude, even、okay. if、um, things are logically stacked against me. I, if I'm going to keep trying, I have to keep hoping. And I. Think I think that's、gotcha. the most important thing is to just、uh, surround yourself with people who are positive for you、yes. and create a healthy mental and emotional environment, and then your body will hopefully follow along. Okay. So, how have you found a more positive support group on campus here at Wisconsin? Yeah.、Um, for me, when I first started really dealing with my injuries. I noticed that I tended to withdraw、um, when I was hurt, and like I just kind of stuffed that pain away, and it made me not really want to be around anyone, not really want to like reach out. And I felt I just I I can continue to isolate myself deeper. And I think especially this summer,、um, I made an effort to change that, and that's completely changed.、Um, My whole attitude about、yes. being on this team、yes. and being at this school.、Mm. Um, I felt like I reached out more to you guys, my teammates, and to other friends,、yeah. and felt way more connected and felt like there was way more love going around, and that I was a part of that.、Yeah. And that has honestly made a world of difference. So thank you all for being、oh. like so open and supportive. But、yeah. I think that's the key thing. Like you just need to find your worth.、Um, Outside of the sport、yeah. and within your relationships and your values,、yeah. um, and so I think that has really, really helped ground me and made me have positive parts of my life outside of my injury. Well, I've seen you become more interactive with us too. You know, like asking, "Hey, let's go to the farmers market.、Mm -hmm. Let's go hang out. Let's get food." And that's super important. Yeah, you know, because I know how weight bearing it can be.、Mm -hmm. Like, 
being injured and not feeling wanted and not mm-hmm. feeling like you're worthy with your teammates because you feel like you're not one that's playing. So you feel isolated. But I'm happy that you found the love from us. And yeah. I'm happy that I'm able to feed that off because I can sometimes be very, like, to myself mm-hmm. and get you in my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm happy that you found that. And yeah. And, like, happy. even I think I've come to a point where even if – I never get the basketball experience Mm -hmm. I wanted here. It's already been worth it to get the relationships and um, just all all the experiences outside of that. And so I think I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So kind of the next question I have for you is, like, going into rehab and workouts, Mm -hmm. what's your mindset? Yeah. This is something that I probably need to work on. But I think ideally and on my good days, I, as far as like teamwork, like practice that I'm at and lift that I'm at, I have been trying to shift the focus off myself because thinking about my own position isn't going to do many people much good. But if I shift and think, how can I, with my capabilities, help our team get better, help our team have more energy in the weight room, help practices go better. Um, some of our teammates sometimes get a little too serious and down on themselves. So I know. if I can go over and make them laugh, like that's, important. that's a that's a win for me. And mm. if I can just bring that energy and that fun and dance a little bit, make Sue laugh. Chat all the time. Then I feel like that not only brings everyone else's spirits up but it also lifts my own Mm. and sometimes you just have to do that and like get out of yourself because if I just sit around and think about myself like (laughs) it's not you're gonna be sad for days exactly and really life isn't life isn't about ourselves it's about how we can impact others and I really need to continue to realize that and um do what I can in the place I've been yeah life is bigger than us and I think we're realizing that too like you said it's so hard to do that Mm -hmm. I'll be feeling the same way but I'd have to like shift my perspective Mm -hmm. shift the way I think yeah because it's all about empowering the youth Mm -hmm. and and ourselves too helping one another out because we're all going through stuff we're all practices workouts all this shit's all Mm -hmm. hard you know but we're here to push each other and just you know do better man you know so that's super awesome um one point that you brought up was, oh, not putting the weight on yourself, but, like, mm. I guess giving more to others. You know, how do you – you spoke about it a little bit, but how are you shifting your mindset? What's your message? As far as reaching out? Or yeah, like, reaching out. Okay. I think, like you said, um, just asking people to hang out. And mm. I think being open and vulnerable with people vulnerable. is really important. Um and the tendency for us as humans is to put our best foot forward yeah. and to show strength. But I've learned that a way to really connect with people deeper is to show the opposite and those weak parts of you, those parts that aren't so pretty, yeah. the parts that you're really struggling with that mm. aren't going well. I think the ego gets, in, it gets into a lot of people's ways, too, mm-hmm. you know. And that's when you say it's, it's hard to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be sad and show your weakness to others mm-hmm. i don't know why we've always been like this as I humans know. but we don't want to let our guards down no. and it's like wow but if you think about the people in life that you really connect with your closest friends like You've been they yeah. they see those sides of you that are you know that you try to hide from others yeah and so like with my injury instead of just saying i'm fine i'm fine and hiding my frustration i'll i've been more apt to 
let it out and tell people, you know what, I'm really frustrated about this, but mm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Let's move on and go get food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So from last year to now, you've seen your progress mm-hmm. from, like, just personality-wise and, like, with the injury. What do you? What's your goal with this upcoming year mm-hmm. as you still are trying to persevere through those yeah. injuries but, like, get ready to try to get in a playing mode? Yes. Uh, like you said, playing, I will be thrilled if I can practice okay. at any point in this season. Yeah. Like. If I can get back to that, I will be really, really happy. But I think I'm realistic that things don't always go that way, as mm-hmm. I've seen in the past. Um, so I I just want to be more positive for others because last season I felt like I just kind of shut myself off and just mm-hmm. went through the motions because I, I was so upset, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but now that this isn't new, like this, it's not going to be a surprise to me if I'm still injured. Um, so I feel like I can give more on myself and like check in with people before the games. Like, Hey, what can I do? Like, want me to watch you play? And like, can I like count your deflections or like what, like what's going to help you in this game? How can Mm -hmm. I be there? How can I cheer for you? Like, do you want me to come over when you get taken out and just encourage you? Like, how can I be, um, still play a role? and keep building those relationships. The, the next question I'm going to ask you about leadership, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, your goal is to be a better leader, and that's yeah. awesome. Like, not everybody's willing to do that as an injured person yeah. to look for others and, hey, yeah. I have your back. Mm-hmm. That's not always the will. Yeah. But that's awesome that you're able to look look ahead and say, hey, I'm going to be a better person, but leader for those around me that need it. Mm-hmm. And that you just know? shows, like, you can, you can earn people's respect and become a leader without performing no um, and I think that's we've seen that with girls who are walk-ons yeah. we've seen that with girls who don't play at all and girls who play a lot but it really doesn't matter your physical abilities um, as long as you work hard and show that you're there for other people like you can lead in your own way you can lead yeah. seriously because leading isn't always score no you know people always people always think that you know but it really isn't yeah, so that's awesome. The final question I have for you is, um, what inspires you or drives you to keep keep going? I think um, I do have faith that God has a purpose for all the things that we go through here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in the back of my mind, I know that even if this wasn't my plan, it is it is His bigger plan. Um, and like, how can I? not let my bad attitude get in the way of that. Like, Mm. I I have to let him work, and I have to um, accept that. So I think that keeps me calm in times where I feel like my situations are spinning out of control. And then also I just have a very deep love for basketball and just that hope that if I could be playing again at some point, that's that's all I need in the moment to motivate me to continue through a, like, a rehab that's not going so well or yeah. a frustrating day. Mm-hmm. And then my teammates. Yes, the love, mm-hmm. teammates. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Would you want to become a coach one day? Um, I don't think right now coaching at a college level what? is in my future. Um, I'm wanting to become a speech therapist, so I could definitely see myself like coaching my own kids someday or like yeah. a younger team. Um, Why speech therapist? What made you inspired by that i i really love language and then i really love the one-on-one therapy setting um 
too much experience with physical therapy, so that's going to be done. <laughs> but I think speech is a, a good combination between, like, the emotional side of people and, like, the language side of things. And, like, communication, as yeah. you know, yes. is a fundamental way that people can connect and express themselves. Right. And if you can't speak and you can't express yourself, that's that's really frustrating. Well, I've dealt with it, too. I have a lift. I talk fast. And I used to go to speech therapy, like, mm-hmm. when I I was younger and they tried to help me like better with my s's mm-hmm. thank you lord that i've like doubt in more yeah. and take like taking my time but they said that my speech would get worse if i didn't like work on it or i still have to get like my jaw and stuff broken but yeah so i, I feel for those that do have to go mm-hmm. to speech pathology because girl it's, it's it's a piece of work but it's something that i'm thankful for i have to go through Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad. Well, I'm happy you're able to. Yeah. I'm happy mm-hmm. you weren't going that, that career. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's dope. Just want to help people and help. I can. Yes. Well, thank you all for joining on Beneath It All with your host, Suzanne Gilroy, as well as Carmen Backus. We Thanks appreciate for you. you. This is awesome.